Honestly, chef, and I'm, and, and this is no lie, I do not like salmon. I mean, I have tried <laughs> salmon a thousand times because it's so healthy for you. I talked to everybody about the omega-3s and how you should eat fish three times a week. And here I am, like, I have a really hard time eating fish. And I was so excited today. I had a little extra time. So I attended your cooking school wow. and I was blown away with that salmon. I mean, it was like out of this world. From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, Kara and Vince, Pritikin's registered dietitian and chef, talk about ways you can make boring food taste better, how to stick to a nutrition plan, and making small changes to traditional recipes. So enjoy today's episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. I was surprised to see you in my class. I was like, what is Kara doing here? Because I wanted to be there. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I told you. Lemon braised salmon, fennel mango salad. We do a citrus herb dressing and we, uh, we pair that all together. Uh, you know, if you sear up that salmon, how we did today, you could just go ahead and, you know, I've mentioned how you could just flip it over and sear the other side off, cook the other side. But what we did was we took it a step further, right? And, and we added like a braising liquid. And most people don't even think about doing that, but putting a little dash of lemon juice with a little bit of lemon zest and white wine to the pan right before you flip the fish over, you just cover it instead of flipping it over. And then you get that nice kind of reduction uh, 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 of, of juices that were actually cooking the fish on the other side, but also reducing and kind of uh, turning into like a glaze. And that's what, you know, people are like astounded. Like, I don't, you, you said, I, I, I don't usually don't even eat salmon. I, and honestly, I chef, and I'm, and, and this is no lie, I um, do not like salmon. I mean, I have tried <laughs> salmon a thousand times because it's so healthy for you. I talked to everybody about the omega threes and how you should eat fish three times a week. And here I am, like, I have a really hard time eating fish. And I was so excited today. I had a little extra time. So I attended your cooking school wow. and I was blown away with that salmon. I mean, it was like out of this world and the Fennel you put in there with that little licorice taste and, yep, the, yep. and the zest of the fruit and the citrus dressing. I mean, I can't wait to talk about that in my mindfulness class today at one o'clock because my mouth was singing and I am not joking at all. It was just like all these bursts of flavors were popping up and I was closing my eyes and I was thinking about what, what am I tasting? And I mean, and the fact that you didn't use a stitch of oil. In that, in that salmon. And you were saying, how is it normally done and how, how you did it differently? Yeah, I mean, usually people would, you know, at the point, if you were to add those liquids, the lemon, the wine, people would also, most restaurants, they would have put capers, they would have put a bunch of butter, making lemon caper butter sauce. And some of you might be like, oh, salivating now. They me hear me say that. But remember, capers are very salty, right? Butter, obviously, very, very salty. fatty. So adding those extra components are going to really just kind of um, you know, ruin your dish in that sense, you know, keeping it healthy. And you don't need those in there to make it flavorful and nice. And as yeah. you saw, um, it can really stand out. So you can change that recipe up and do sea bass. You could do halibut, you could do chicken, you could do tofu, you know, and you could do a lot of things in that same kind of mindset, changing the citrus into using an orange as opposed to lemon or do, in addition to the lemon, right? Like and whatever have, you have, you don't have to right? go and buy that. You can substitute the Correct. citrus for something Correct. else. Correct. And, you know, if you don't want to use white wine, you could also use vegetable broth, right? Mm -hmm. But add something mm -hmm. that has flavor because it's using idea. water, it's just kind of no point. Yeah, you, right. want, you, want you need to, a little you know, flavor. Basically, what we did by braising the fish was we kind of incorporated the best of both worlds, right? We seared it, 
and then we kind of poached it, right? And if you just poach it alone and just start it off just within hot water and drop raw protein into there, it just looks like it was kind of boiled, you know? So you missed the opportunity to go ahead and add that sear and add that crust and add that extra kind of component which not only makes it look visually more appealing, but also makes it taste that It just better. was, and, and oh, and the other really cool thing that I learned from you, I, every time I come to one of your classes, I, I bring one thing back with me, um, how you spray the pan and you put the, the seasoning on the bottom of the pan so that when you put the fish on top, it just sears right in there as opposed to sprinkling it on the fish. I thought that was yeah, a great little of, touch. Yeah, instead of having to flip the fish over twice, you know, just sear off a sheet tray, put the uh, seasoning onto the sheet tray, Put the raw fish in there, season the top, and then you go and sear it off in the pan. And then exactly. you, know, you don't have to go and start, you know, because some people put it in a bowl and start kind of mangling up. And then your fish, it's very delicate. You can start falling apart. Yep. So um, like you said, the fennel salad, though, is, is, is a good one, though, because most people don't think about putting fennel in a salad. I mean, putting fennel, putting radishes, putting mango all together. You know, we put a little bit of candy cane beets and carrots and bell pepper in there. You know, and the citrus herb dressing is very versatile as well. You can use it as a salad dressing, which is what we served it today. But I can marinate chicken breast in there too, and I can grill it off on an open fire grill. Makes it taste great. You know, marinating piece of tofu, piece of chicken, you know, whatever it may be. You can even use that to toss some zucchini on there and then put that on the grill. You know, the citrus herb. Yeah, it's just it's ready and waiting for any vegetable, <laughs> any protein, any salad, um, and you can make it for a couple of days so it stays in your fridge and Correct. you can use it on all sorts of things. I'm I, I tell people to freeze their stuff, right? Like if it's freezeable and it, you know, may, may, anything's freezable, first of all, right? But what thaws out well is actually the, you know, that's, that's the main the truth. That's, the, 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 truth. that's the main point. But dressings thaw out great, right? Like as long as they're not like heavily dairy based. And if they are, they kind of crystallize and kind of purge water out. You might have to kind of mm -hmm. shake them up real good to kind of mm -hmm. bring the, the life back into them. But otherwise, you know, like a citrus herb dressing thaws out just fine. It looks just like if the day you made it. And more importantly, you're keeping that bright green color and that fresh herb. Whereas if you keep it in the refrigerator for five days, it It'll starts kind of dark. just dying out by the vinegar, that component into there. Um, you know, so using, you know, a little small container to freeze it in, you, know, you have a, a whole catalog of dressings in your freezer, you know, mango dressing, raspberry dressing, you know, it'd be maple Dijon, whatever. And they're all versatile. You can use it like the toasted sesame dressing can be used as a skillet sauce, a marinade, a dressing, whatever, you know. So you should always have a good variety of just dressings, different things that you can have on hand. Just pull from, you know? Yeah. You know, funny that you mentioned the dressings and freezing them. Um, I was doing calorie density yesterday, the lecture that I do on calor the calorie density solution. Mm -hmm. And um, I always say after, you know, five, 10 minutes, if anybody has any individual questions that they didn't want to ask in class or whatever. And the, one of the guests came up to me and said, you know, I travel a lot. I go out to eat a lot for, for business. And um, I'm listening to what you're saying about this whole, you know, calorie density solution. But when I order a salad at a restaurant, you know, what do I do about the dressing? And I went through the whole spiel about exactly what you just said is that you make your dressing and you and you put it in the little solo cups like we have here, and then you put it in the freezer. And I said, you know what, when you travel and you go to your restaurants, you know, bring the dressing because that is going to save you and they're all really good. And it's, you do it in advance and you have it. And he was just like, wow, you know, I, what a great I, I, idea. I tell you, I tell so. you what, I, my, my mom and uh, I bought her a whole like 50 pack of these little vials, right? And it's like, you know, it screws on so that way it's like not like a big oh, container. Oh, you can squirt it? It's like a, little, like a little plastic vial, you know, like a long kind of tube type thing. But she brings it with her to, the, you know, when she goes to work or she goes out to eat with her friends sometimes. But you know, if you're ever in like a pinch and you have to order a salad dressing, you know, on the fly at a restaurant, you didn't bring it with you. You ask for them for things that they have, right? Like they'll probably have honey, they'll probably have lemon, probably have garlic, maybe some horseradish, you know? And it's, is it like the best dressing? Yeah, you know, not the best, but it's gonna get, you know, could right. maybe kind of suffice from what you maybe, you know, put into a pinch, you yeah. know? 
And yeah. then those are kind of just things that you can ask for, you know, on the side. And that way you're not tempted to eat that high fatty, high salty, right. whatever dressing that they use. Yeah, so. I mean, one of the things that we do this whole lecture on dining out as well. And, you know, the, the, the whole marinade dressing situation always comes up. And, and it's like, you know, we could do the vinegar and lemon juice and all of these things. But sometimes you just really, really like the dressing, you know. So, yeah. so I think, yeah, if I always tell people, I'm like, listen, if you're good with vinegar and squeeze a lemon and maybe some garlic in there, that'll totally work. But if that makes you not want to order the salad then go the extra mile and, you know, bring your salad dressing with Correct. you because then right. you'll really, really enjoy the salad and and you'll eat the whole thing so that when you get to the next part of your meal. <laughs> and try to modify less. the salad a tad bit, right? Try to avoid it. The, like you, I'm sure you would have said the, the nuts, the fruits, yeah. the dry, the dry All the fruits. the fun stuff, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> the bad stuff. The bad stuff, just, the fun you know, stuff, try to, the, try to, try to, try the to, sugar, salt, fatty stuff, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to call it, the saboteur of the salad stuff. The accessories to the, the salad. Accessories. <laughs> yes. That's you know, what I, we... I know in one of your lectures, uh, I've sat in a few lectures, and now, now that you're sitting in my cooking school, I'll be going popping and surprising <laughs> you one day. Um, okay. I know one of the that y'all do, you and Lon do, is the uh, you give out a whole card that kind of is you're supposed to present to one of the servers. And for some people, they may want to present that or not, kind of just make it an easy kind of thing to just, hey, read this. For me, I tell people just to make it as easy as possible to make that server understand. If you go to a restaurant, like there's a restaurant down here in, in, in Miami called Houston's, and it's not a healthy restaurant by any means, but it's a good quality, you know, higher end restaurant. And they have a like few Houston's. things on the menu that they can modify for you very well, right? And it's just a matter of getting that explanation to the server, who explains it to the kitchen. And sometimes you don't want to scare them, you know? And if you, if you give them all these kind of just, you know, restrictions, just make it easy just to understand, yep. right? Like, Absolutely. okay, if I go there, they have Scottish salmon, just same exact Scottish salmon that we serve here, right? Real good quality salmon that like you just mentioned. They have a ruby red trout. They also have a catch of the day. So those are three good options you can ask for. But you would ask them for, hey, do you guys have a no salt seasoning at that restaurant? Well, they do there. You know, most companies, most restaurants carry a no salt seasoning on hand because it's such a common request. I mean, right. I, I have a bunch of people I still associate with that who work in the industry, and they say it's not, it's not an uncommon thing, you know? So don't feel like you're burdening the restaurant Agreed. asking for a no-salt seasoning on your protein, whether it's fish or chicken. You know, the portion size is always going to be bigger than it should be. So realize that you're probably going to either overeat or leave some on the plate or maybe split it with somebody, right? Whatever it may be. But, you know, think about how you can ask for that. Just say, hey, can you just use cooking spray? and broil it, pan sear it, grill it. But, you know, those are the things you can ask for. It keeps it simple, you know? Right, and the, they the don't mind doing something and like and that. The simpler you make it, the easier it is for them to do. And they may use a little bit more cooking spray than they should, but at least they're not just pouring oil into the pan, Agreed. you know? Yep. Your, your, your fish was already swimming in the ocean. It doesn't need to be swimming in the oil in the pan, right? Like, <laughs> the bad joke, but <laughs> whatever. That was cute. Yeah. We got, we got lots of cheese here. Yeah, so. no, I, I totally agree. And the other thing that I tell a lot of our guests here regarding the whole dining out situation is, you know, find a few restaurants that you that you frequent. They get to know you and they get to know how you like to yep, make yep. your food so that um, when you go there, they just say, hey, hey, Chef Vince, how you doing? You want you want the special fish today the way you like it? And that way it's just kind of you feel like you're at your home away from home and they yeah. make it the way you like it. And it and continues the journey that you're doing in this path to health because I, you know, a lot of times um, I talk to people because we work with people um, after they leave here, we have this program called Pritikin on Track and it's virtual um, counseling. And a lot comes up because when you're here in in the Pritikin Center, we I call it 
rainbows and unicorns. Like everything you do here, everything you see here, everything you eat here is going to be good for you. So it's sort of easy, but then they have to go home to the lions and the tigers and the bears, and they have to figure out how not to get that whole sugar, salt, fat, trifecta situation. Yeah. And it, it's not easy, but if you just come up with strategies and solutions and you stick to them, it totally works. That's and it. So you, have, you, have to, you have to be mindful and you have to be understanding what you're doing. And it's not just going to show up for you. you no. Know? We, have a, we, have a, we have a lot of guests who you know, like to come back here because sometimes they can struggle when they go home. And exactly. they, it, it can be a challenge. And we understand that. So we try to give you as much tools as we can. But the success is going to determine on how much you want to really commit to that. And, and, and it can really be, it can be a struggle. You know, and the mindfulness, the determination, and really just the structure of having maybe a menu in place for yourself, right? Like cross-utilization as much as possible is definitely key to try to make this as easy as possible. Like if I have that salmon that I cooked today in that class, make extra pieces of salmon. You can flake it apart, put it in a wrap two days later, exactly. you know? Exactly. You know, make, make, make extra of the, of the dressing, make extra, like make, make a roasted pepper dip or a corn dip, put it into the wrap, you Be know? purpose. There's yeah. so many things you can do ahead of time. Grilled vegetables, chop it up, make a quesadilla the following day. You know? Exactly. Like, whatever it may be to kind of make your life easier where you don't feel like you're making a whole meal from scratch all the time. Agreed. It, everything is possible. We just we just sort of talk about it, figure out ways to do it, and it and it totally works. I, I find that sometimes people um, think in their mind, oh my God, how am I going to do this and feel overwhelmed? But when they put a plan in place, and you know, what's great about you also that I notice in your cooking class, whatever product that you use, you tell them um, the brand of the product and, and, and they can write it down. So when they get home, um, they can use that same product. Like, just like you said, there's certain um, cacao powders that are better than others. Yeah. And it makes a difference with the way that the food tastes. So, you know, we just, I think, I think we do a really good job of um, setting them up for success when they do leave here, as long as they put in the work and take the notes and write down the products and, and write down <clears throat> ideas, how they're going to meal prep and how they're going to repurpose the food. It is totally possible. It's just something that they need to want. From yeah, within you got to put in the work, Karen. That's right. I mean, from cooking like a pro that we do here, it's the you know once a month workshop that we do a whole week long. We get the guests in there doing the cooking themselves, coming to our cooking demonstrations like we do four days a week, coming to the lecture that I do once a week. You know, becoming your own predicament chef, or you could do a, a hands-on class with one of our chefs. Right, you can just get one-on-one with us and really kind of dive into certain recipes, maybe modify your old classic homemade recipes to make them more predicatized. You know, that we like to use that as an adjective to make a recipe actually healthier. We had a guest, we had a guest come here years ago and they had this recipe from the passed down from their great grandmother. It was cream based, you know, cheese and all these bad things. Um, and, and it was, it was a Polish recipe. And, you know, the thing is that you have to realize there's things you can change, right? Using low fat sour cream or fat free sour cream, you know, using uh, things like a little bit of um, actual cream cheese and like blending up a soup. It was a it was a it was a bisque. It was a uh, potato bisque or something like that that we made. And traditionally, there was cream in there as like a base. So we we made it. We actually roasted the baked potatoes, which kind of made them more flavorful. It with the skin on and then peeled the skin no off. No oil on it, that, right? Yeah. yeah, you know it. I mean, I there's no it. oil I in there. Know it. But you know, roasting the baked potato and then peeling the skin off gives you a little bit more of a different kind of uh, you know dimension to the actual potato. So that was the first step I did, as opposed to just boiling it to kind of get more depth in the soup but also um, using the low-fat sour cream uh, or fat-free and then low-fat cream cheese and blending that up as opposed to using the heavy creams and the butters, you know, totally. sauteing the onions and the garlic and the leeks a, a lot more than just boiling everything and just going to give you more flavor, you know. 
she couldn't believe that the soup was that much more, you know, that flavorful. And, and, and you know, she was like, how did you make my great grandmother's soup so, so healthy? I was like, Did well, she say it tasted actually better than her great? We won't she, tell she, her I don't great think grandmother that. She wanted to go, she'd she'd go that far to say right that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I know that you're super busy, chef. You got cooking with the pro coming up. I have a mindfulness lunch coming up at one o'clock. And um, what we do in the mindfulness luncheon is we sort of talk about um, how to slow things down when you're eating, how to enjoy the flavors. And um, we actually have them eat their lunch while we do the mindfulness luncheon. So we can talk about, look at all the textures and the colors of the food, appreciate the food, enjoy the food, chew it slowly, enjoy your meal rather than like the typical scarfing up your food and onto the, my, my, onto my, the next thing. My, my, uh... My my stepfather was like infamous, like you know, my my the guy would just sit there and you know huddle over the table, scarf down this meal so fast. I'm like we didn't even start eating yet. Right. This guy's already done. I know. You know, one thing I and told he could him, eat a whole other plate right after what, that, and he would actually, you know, and, <laughs> and he so, would. <laughs> one thing I told the guy to do, I said, you know, Frank, why don't you go ahead and why don't you try to eat with your non-dominant hand? You know, I think you guys that that's is where strategy I, that's we where use. I got so I got yep. it from, and um, it actually worked for him. So he doesn't actually eat as fast now, and it's surprisingly. Wow effective and just something so simple to kind of train yourself to do it differently. And Absolutely. now you realize like, wow, I was eating. So I wasn't actually even tasting the food. I was just eating it because I was so hungry, you know, and you don't even appreciate it, you know, exactly. and you can actually overeat quickly like that as well. You know, one thing we just did in the, other, in the class before we go is the cupcakes, right? Easy to go ahead and look at this whole tray of cupcakes I just made and want to indulge yourself to eat 10 of them, right? As long as you have the mindfulness to go ahead and limit yourself to that one serving that we try to recommend, which is two cupcakes, two small cupcakes. Yes, they were very small. They very were petite very small. cupcakes. They were and, very um, cute. Yeah, so, but it makes you feel like you're having some, you know, originally I wanted to do three cupcakes. I think three would be like a, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're overdoing it, but you know. Yeah, two is good. I like two. Two two's a good Three's story. a crowd. Three's a crowd. Yeah. All right, heard that, heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have other things like, you know, we, we have a vanilla cupcake, which you can add lemon zest and do it. We, we serve it with a raspberry sauce, but you can do it with a blueberry sauce. You know, there's so many kind of little modified you know, ways you can look at a recipe and tweak the overall flavor in there to make a whole something new. But we have a great amount of recipes um, that we share with our guests here from like things like the cupcakes to, this, you know, to the salmon to different things from soups and sauces and all types of good yeah. stuff. And you yep. got to come check us out if you want to have I know. no other I, secrets. I show everybody that website and show them how to get into the recipes. And um, they're like, then we build build the meal and they're on their merry way. And everybody's happy. So well, we try, come we, join us. Come join us here at the Pritikin Center. We try Center. to make it as easy as possible and to take this too. program. We have fun too, don't we, Chef? We have a lot of fun We sure here. do. <laughs> take care, everybody. All right. Great, great hanging with you, Chef. You too, Kara. Have a great day. See you. Thank you for listening to the Healthier Everyday Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in discovering and learning about health and wellness, visit pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com.